welcome to episode 25 of the Disney Park Princess podcast. I am Sharla. And I'm Heather. I'm Sarah. And we are here to talk about today's topic, which is just going to be news. <laughs> we have so much news today um, that came out this week from Walt Disney World, Disneyland, Disney Cruise Line. So we just thought we would have a uh, Disney news roundup this week. And the biggest thing is, of course, right after we hit publish on our podcast last week, we got information <laughs> on Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, which we'll get to in a little bit. But first, Sarah, please tell us all about Disney Cruise Line and the new thing that they just got. All right. So this is interesting because we actually don't have confirmation of this from Disney Cruise Line itself. Uh, this is a story that is coming out of the Bahamas. Um, as many of you know, if you listen to our podcast, we are huge Disney Cruise Line fans and we are super excited because they are getting three new ships. Uh, one new ship in 2021, one new ship in 2022, and one new ship in 2023. So everyone has been wondering what is going to happen when Disney Cruise Line comes out with the new ships and Castaway Key because, of course... Castaway Key only holds so many people and can only be used so many days of the week. Excellent question. Um, and the answer is they are getting a second private island. So the government of the Bahamas um, has announced that they have given Disney Cruise Line permission to build a second it's not technically a whole island, whereas Castaway Key is um, was previously known as Gorda Key, and, and Disney Cruise Line has a lease on the entire island. In this case, it's going to be a section of Eleuthera, which is an island in the Bahamas. Disney is going to be leasing about 750 acres of land. This is a gorgeous island. It's known for pink sand beaches and a great surf. Um, so we know that, and that's about all we know right now, other than that with the Bahamas, um, there is also an agreement to sort of do some preservation work with the island as well. So they won't be developing all of the 750 acres. They're actually only going to be developing about 20%. And then another 25% is designated for conservation, although this still final details of this all has to be um, approved by the Bahamas. So, but either way, super exciting because Castaway Key yeah. is my favorite place on earth. So I can't wait to see what this is going to be. Yeah. I mean, it sounds kind of like with the corner of the island, it sounds kind of like uh, Royal Caribbean and Labadee Haiti because it's mm -hmm. just part of the mm -hmm. part of the island. But if it's anything like Labadee, it's completely fenced off and you can't, you know, get from one place to the other. So, right. But that aside, I'm just excited about them having a new option for for everything else. So yeah, yeah, this is great because I think it'll really give them, you know, sort of a greater range of cruises that they could do that would, you know, visit Cast uh, well or whatever this is going to be called Castaway Key 2.0. Um, you know, because right now there are certain limitations and how, you know, with a Caribbean cruise or what part of the Caribbean you're visiting, you know, can you get to Castaway Key? Can you do it more than once? This might. Uh, here's the cruise I'm waiting for, y'all. I want the cruise that goes to both Castaway Key and this yep. new private island. And like, nowhere else. And nowhere yeah. else. <laughs> goes back and forth between those two places. I'm in. Sign me up. Book me into a suite. I'm there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. And then and then book a cabana on each beach as well. Yes. Yeah. 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 Serenity Bay and whatever they're going to call the adults only area right. on the new on the new exactly. place. Yeah. 
Because the best <laughs> part about Disney, right, is every time they build something new, they capitalize on what they the lessons that they learned from the last time, right? Yeah. This has been happening ever mm-hmm. since they built Walt Disney World and took everything that they learned from Disneyland and changed everything, right? So Castaway Key is already amazing, but you know there have to be lessons that they learned from the building process. So I'm super excited to see what kind of improvements and process changes come with this new private island. Yeah, because I think Castaway Key is just about perfect. So right to, to build on that Castaway and to go Key. to a new to a new place, that's going to be yeah. pretty amazing. So let all and, the speculation start about what it's going to be named and what, you know, what's going to be there. And you know, the rumors are going to be all uh, over the place. I wonder if we're going to have new ship names before we have new uh, island name. We'll see. Mm. Oh, We've got to be. It all, guys. D23 Expo is this summer. They're going to announce yeah, it all at the Expo. It. They have to Everything's yeah. coming at the Expo. Yeah, probably. <laughs> probably. Um, okay, so let's move on to the next piece of news. Um, Heather, there's a there's some new activities at Walt Disney World, and you're so excited <laughs> about this one, one in particular, but tell us a little bit about that. I'm okay. I will start with the ones that are just cute and not the one I'm excited about. But (laughs) over at the Beach Club, they are starting Captain Hook's Pirate Crew, um, which is going to be kind of like a little babysitting service for kids ages four to 12. Um, It starts on April 28th, and it's going to be kind of like what they've always had there, which is the. like the little pirate treasure hunt cruise, but I think this one's going to be longer and it includes dinner, like cannon meatballs and macaroni with gold sauce, I think is adorable, and then fruit for dessert. But basically they take the kids, you know, on a little cruise around Crescent Lake and they go to each port of call or hotel and they, you know, they have to help Captain Hook find some buried treasure. Uh, But What the big news is, is that this is going to be replacing Pixar Play Zone over at the Contemporary. That is going to close soon on March 30th. And that hasn't been open for that long, maybe six months, right? And I know it was. I'm really sad about that, too. Yeah, it's been really, really popular. So I'm not quite sure why they're doing away with that. But Captain Hook is going to head on over to the Beach Club. And this is going to be the new evening babysitting option. So if the adults want to go out to dinner, the kids will go and do this. And it's going to be $55 per child plus tax. Um, So that's fun. And you can start making your reservations now for that. Um, And the number is 407-824-KIDS if you want to call. And then over at the Yacht and Beach Club, it was just announced, announced that they're doing cabanas at the pool, which I think is fantastic because I, you can't ever find a place to put your stuff over at, um, storm along Bay. So this is nice. You can reserve it for a half day or a full day. And I know you guys said that you, you heard about this when you were there, right? Yeah, we saw them. And so we went and asked about it. Uh, Sarah got a little bit more information, but, um, we saw them. They look like they're in really good locations to, um, for the, for the whole area. Yeah. Where are they over by? Do you remember? So I kind of over like strategically placed throughout the, throughout the pool area. I actually had a client who had contacted me to ask about booking one of them while we were there. So I literally walked four feet to the concierge desk and asked them about it. And they had literally just found out that day that they were going to start booking on March 17th. Um, And so, yeah, I think this is a great option. I mean, we actually got a really good look at um, the cabanas at the Contemporary while we were over there because it just so happened that it was sort of a blustery day when we were walking around the Contemporary. So we got a really good sort of up close and personal look at um, 
one of the empty cabanas. And it's, I mean, it's super cute. It's a, you know, it's got the little mini fridge and it's stocked and, you know, it's nice shade. And um, Well, I'm, listen, I'm reading here what's going to be included and I want to book one right now. So you have like the fancy padded furniture and whatever that all the cabanas have, but there's going to be a dedicated cast member service. So you have mm-hmm. your own cast member to come and play waiter to you. There is cocktail service. So they will go to Hurricane Hannah's and get you your drinks and you don't have to get up and get them. Um, there's going to be, you know, TV there, complimentary sunscreen and other skincare products. They have the mini fridge, you said, and it's stocked with soda and water. You have a fruit tray, towels, a lockable cabinet, and charging outlets for your mobile devices. Yeah. So, I mean, they they don't say how much they're going to cost, but again, for half and full day and just knowing how hard it is to get a chair anywhere at Stormalong Bay, I, yeah, if I'm having a pool day, this is what I'm doing. I think that's amazing. Yeah. Um, and then also around Walt Disney World, it was announced that there's going to be new art programs. And I, they've already been doing this for a while. I think maybe they've just they're expanding it and making it official and making sure more people know about it. And it looks like it's going to be around for a while, but it's for ages 12 and up. And basically, it's kind of like those wine and paint nights um, that you probably have in your your cities around the country. But they have them at Saratoga Springs now. There's going to be one at Animal Kingdom Lodge. There's going to be painting on the bayou for uh, adults and painting by the lagoon for kids at Port Orleans French Quarter. Um, And then there's painting in the vineyard at Yacht and Beach Club. And then over at the boardwalk, they have two programs. So not only can you make your own painting, but they're also going to do wine glass painting which I think is pretty cool. Um, so that is, it seems like they've expanded it and it's here to stay now. But what <laughs> what I am really excited is that they have just announced Mermaid School. And this is going to be at Disney's Art of Animation, Caribbean Beach Resort, and Yacht and Beach Club Resorts. It is $50 plus tax per person. Um, it's for guests ages four and older, and it is an hour-long class where you will be fitted with one of those mermaid tails, like one of those swimmable tails, and then they take you through activities teaching you how to swim like Ariel in the pool. And it says four and up, which means I am and up, and I am taking this <laughs> class. I am so, so excited for this. I think that is such an adorable thing. Like you were saying, Charlotte, Nora has a, t- a tail. My nieces all have tails. I the tail is fantastic. Yeah. Um, getting a mermaid fin was her number one motivation to learn to swim for like for real <laughs> this summer because she had tried and she had um, taken lessons and stuff and it never clicked. And then she said she wanted a fin. And I said, when you can learn to swim, because it's different, but you have to learn to swim for real. And she did. And she's a swimmer now. So she has her own uh, Santa brought her. A little mermaid fan, and she plays with it in the bathtub every night. So, you know, <laughs> if you don't sign, uh, that's it. Me and Nora are going on vacation, right. and we're going to take. I'll sign her up next together. time we go. <laughs> um, well, I, I wanted to touch on though the um, the kids clubs activities. While I think that this pirate thing is really cool, I'm really sad about the fact that they're closing all of these other yeah. kids clubs, like Lilo's uh, Lilo's Playhouse, and um, there was Simba's over at Animal Kingdom Lodge. It was such a fantastic thing um, for for kids. And, you know, for a while it was just you pay by the hour and then they changed it to more like what they do on cruise line where it's, uh, well, on cruise line it's free or, you know, included. But, you know, it was like a, a set price for 
the entire evening, no matter how long you stay. And it was just different activities throughout the night. I really liked that. And my kid loved it. So yeah. I'm really sad that they're limiting the options here because yeah. it's, it's, it's so hard to find babysitting while you're there. And this is such a nice, great option for everybody. So yeah. Ryan was obsessed with the Sandcastle Club at the Beach Club. He actually yeah. paid for it himself out of his allowance one year. <laughs> and he was like, he was older. He was like 11. So he was sort of near the top edge of the range. And he was uh-huh. like, you know what? I got this. I'll pay for this. Why don't you two go have a nice evening? Now, this may have had something to do with the fact that he was the only kid in there. And there was like three blonde college age girls. Oh, yeah. He was like, I'll just spend my night here. I'm all set. <laughs> but it was great. Yeah. I mean, a great option and this is the merm you know the or the pirate cruise it's only about three hours three and a half hours like that's not really long enough for parents to have a full you know and you have to be back by 8 30 to pick them up like to like if i want babysitting i want to go watch illuminations i want to have my great new slushy and watch illuminations and be with my partner Mm -hmm. and then go pick up my kids so it'll I'll be interested to see what the reaction to this is and if they do wind up sort of shifting the hours or coming up with with other options that might include fireworks viewing. Well, I think presumably they closed all of those clubs because they weren't getting used as much as they wanted. But for the people that did use them, like you said, like you want to go on a date night. Like, of course, you want to spend time with your children, but you want one night where you can go out with your partner and have a nice dinner or go to a spa, whatever it is that you're going to do. And, you know, if this is for three hours at the beach club, what happens if you want to eat at Victoria and Albert's or you want to eat at the Animal Kingdom Lodge? There's not enough time to drop them off, head over there, have a nice dinner and then come back. Right. Yeah. And there is that kids night out babysitting service, but you know, you're there with a babysitter and they are pretty much stuck in the room at the resort. And you know, that's just, that's just not as much fun for them. You know, they want to be around the the other kids or, you know, playing games and all this is being stuck in a hotel room. (laughs) I mean, while the hotel rooms, they're really nice. It's not, it's not the same. It's not the same. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, all right, well, let's move on to, um, oh, you want to, Heather, you wanted to talk about, uh, Victoria and Albert's. Well, yeah, we well, want to talk about Star Wars? Yeah. Or are you saving that for last? I'm saving that for last. Okay. <laughs> She's so excited. Right. Well, this isn't, I mean, it's news, but it's not a big story, but it was just announced, um, this morning or yesterday, actually, that Victoria and Albert's received the AAA Five Diamond, uh, award again. Again, um, this is the 19th year in a row, uh, which is pretty freaking impressive. That, I mean, and if you've ever eaten at Victoria and Albert's, you can understand why it's it's an experience. It's a wonderful restaurant. Um, and then also for the second year in a row, it got the Forbes Travel Guide Five Star Award. So, you know, just some industry insider uh, awards, but, you know, it's nice because it's a great restaurant. And then also um, Napa Rose got a AAA Four Diamond Award. Which, I don't know. Okay. (laughs) Listen, Napa Rose has good food, but it's nowhere. I like, they bill it as this amazing restaurant. And it's so, I don't think it's like this phenomenal, phenomenal be all and end all. It's good, but whatever. It's fine. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So last, but certainly not least, this is definitely the biggest news to come out of um, Disney in quite a while. Um, But we have opening dates for Star Wars Galaxy's Edge um, in both Disneyland and Walt Disney World. Yeah, and Um, Disney lied to us, everybody. They lied. They said late fall (laughs) for Walt Disney World. And 
I will tell you, August 29th is definitely not late fall. It's <laughs> not even very fall. much summer. It's, not even fall. <laughs> um, it's hardly even late summer. It's more like midsummer, I guess, for, you know, as hot as it is there. But um, all right. So May 31st, which is Memorial Day weekend for Disneyland. And August 29th, which is Labor Day weekend for Walt Disney World, are the opening dates. Now, we know that um, they're only opening one of the two attractions um, in each park for starters. At Disneyland, you're going to have to have a reservation to get in to Galaxy's Edge for the first couple of weeks. Um, so, that means you have... It's, it, it does not cost extra. You just have to make the reservation. Heather, you want to talk about um, that a little bit? Yeah. So we don't know how they're going to be making these reservations. I don't think Disney knows it yet either. They're working on it, and I'm sure more information will be sent out to us in the next couple of weeks. But what we do know is that if you are a guest of a Disneyland Resort hotel, so Paradise Pier, Disneyland Hotel, or the Grand Californian Resort, you have those reservations automatically made for you. So you don't really have to do a thing. Um, so again, I, and I'm assuming this hasn't been announced, but I'm assuming they are going to have preference and priority over these reservations as opposed to somebody coming in for the day or somebody coming in um, and staying at a good neighbor resort. So this touches back on our topic a few weeks ago of another perk of staying at a Disneyland resort hotel. It's just, you're going to need these reservations and they're going to do it for you. So it's a nice little perk. Yeah, it's it's going to be interesting to see how they do this because they don't have, out at Disneyland, they don't have the whole My Disney Experience thing and the Fast Pass reservations. They're a little bit with Max Pass, but it's not yeah, the same. And, I, and, they don't and have no Fast Passes. No Fast Passes. Right. And that's going to be the same at Walt Disney World. No Fast Passes for the, um, I can't remember what it's called, the Millennium Falcon ride. Um yeah, we don't know what it's <laughs> we can't remember what it's called. I'm sure I have it right here. Um, anyway, there's going to be Millennium Falcon Smugglers Run is the name of the Smugglers attraction. Run. That's right. Is that the one that's opening first, or is that the yes. one that's opening yes. later? Nope, that's oh. the one that's opening first. Rise of the Resistance is the other one, and that one's opening later at some undetermined date. Guys, right. I know so little about Star Wars. I don't even know what Rise. Of, I have no Nobody idea knows. what that. Yeah, Whatever. Nobody, yeah. nobody does. I'm going so, for blue milk, which I'm um, sorry to interrupt you, Charlotte, but I found out there's going to be carts around Galaxy's Edge selling blue and green milk. I didn't know green milk. Yeah, what was is a green thing? milk? No, I, I don't, don't know anything know, about Star Wars. Is there alcohol involved? Because the th thought of drinking milk in the theme parks sounds really weird to me because it's going to get so hot so fast. No, it's probably going to be a milkshake. I think the alcohol is only going to be in the cantina. At yes. least at Disneyland. I don't know about Florida. Yeah, Oga's, well, Cantina, Oga's Cantina is the only place that's going to have alcohol, and you have to drink it there. You will not be allowed to walk around with it. Right. I'm just concerned about milk. Maybe it's not milk. Milk. I don't think it's I think milk. it's like I think a milkshake. I think it's a milkshake. I think it's like a <laughs> okay. It's like probably be... got about as much milk in it as like a shamrock shake does. Yeah, you know? okay. I'd be fine with that. Um, okay, and then... The, so what I do know about the Smuggler's Run is that the queue basically takes you into the Millennium Falcon ship. And you're going to use your Play Disney Parks app, which is a completely separate app from my Disney experience. Um, don't get me started on that. But I'm glad because... <laughs> 
my, since my Disney experience crashes 90% of the time, um, or that's an exaggeration, 82% of the time, um, <laughs> it, the, you know, hopefully this plays, play Disney parks will be a little bit better and you're going to use that and you're going to be able to, I know, scan some boxes and um, kind of, that's going to walk you through the queue as you go. So it's, it's going to be very interactive, but you will have to use a smartphone um, or some sort of device for that. So make sure you bring battery packs with you, extra chargers. And then there's going to be some sort of ride, which I don't, I don't know that much about. So Should I believe be- that the, 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 for Millennium Falcon, the premise is, is that you get to actually pilot the Millennium Falcon. So it's like you're in the cockpit and it's like you're, so it's a simulator. It's like you're flying it is sort of the premise of it. Okay. Okay. So maybe um, like mission space meets flight of passage or something like that. Yeah. I think something <laughs> along those lines, because this is, it's going to be really interesting to see because, and this is where it will rapidly begin to show that I have a husband and teenage son. Um, the Millennium Falcon only, the cockpit only seats two people. <laughs> so um, typically Han Solo and Chewbacca. So it'll be interesting to see, is it small capsules, you know, or is, is uh-huh. it like suddenly the cockpit, you know, seats eight people or something like flights of passage. So it'll be interesting yeah. to see, are there lots of tiny little vehicles or, you know, how is this done? And we just don't know yet. So. Yeah. And surely they thought about capacity when they were designing this thing. Oh, for you know? sure. Um, so. I don't know. You can't sort of prepare for, <laughs> like, I'm sure they've designed it with capacity in mind, but I don't, I don't know that anybody could predict what this is going to be like this is i can predict it's going to be insane think of all of humanity and double it and that's how many people want to ride this ride yeah yeah and i i I saw a thing that the other day that i think it was um tom bricker the disney photographer who said that star wars has taken this cute little local amazing theme park and turned it into a huge tourist destination it's going to change disneyland forever that kind of makes me sad that, you know, Disneyland is, it's so quaint and so lovely. And I don't know. I mean, we've all been to Disneyland in the last I was year. About to it say, is not quaint. Yeah. It is not pleasant. <laughs> it is not quiet. It is more busy than the Florida parks. It, it Yes, it is small, but it's, it's so busy all the time anyway. Let's yeah. go ahead. I, and I think that Star ship might have already sailed. <laughs> yeah. 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 All I mean, right. don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm dreading it. It's going to be <laughs> scary how, how crowded this park is going to get, but you know, it's already there anyway. I was there, you know, for my birthday, it was a random Thursday in early February and it was, you know, two hour waits for space mountain. It's just, welcome to Disneyland. It's always crowded. <laughs> well, so let's talk about, um, what we impact. We think that the star Wars opening dates is going to have on the Epcot international food and wine festival, because for those of you who are paying attention, they haven't announced the dates for the food and wine festival yet. And it's really late. Normally by now dates have been out for quite a while. So what, what do we think? What are, what, what are your speculations? Is it going to be opening like in July? (laughs) Probably. Everybody go to Star Wars and leave the Food and Wine Festival for me. The end. (laughs) Last year, uh, I was there for opening weekend of Food and Wine Festival, and it was Labor Day weekend. So, same weekend. If obviously they're not going to do that this year, maybe they remember how early it it normally was when they open at the end of September and they go through mid November, and there you go. That would be great Um, because I don't want to eat all of the hot spicy foods 
when it's August and 100% humidity. Yeah. So I, that's a good question. I don't know how it's going to impact the food and wine festival, but for crowds, generally Labor Day is a decent time to go mm-hmm. because people are going back to school. If they're not already in school, which a lot of times they are in the South, um, they, they'll start right after Labor Day. So generally yeah. Labor Day is a good weekend to go to Walt Disney World for crowds. So yeah. this is going to be very I think different. Gonna, I think they're going to announce that food and wine starts in the second week of August. Earlier, mm-hmm. wow, yeah, that makes sense because it's there's when we were there, some cast member told us there were like five days of the year that were not festival. There's no <laughs> festival, yeah, <laughs> and we were there for three of them because it, the festival of the arts ended and then went right into um, the food and uh, flower and garden, flower and garden, flower and garden festival. So yep. It, I would not be surprised if it was earlier, but I, w- yeah. I, I hope it's not the same weekend that it opens for sure. But yeah, I, I don't think they'll do Labor Day weekend, but I do think that I think they're going to tie it more to the Halloween party because keep in mind the Halloween party starts the second week of August now. So right. I think we're going to see that that's when Flower and Garden or Food Wine, excuse me, opens too. But we'll see. Yeah. Could go either way. <laughs> I mean, I don't really want to be in a costume in the middle of August either. I'm not in the mood for Halloween at that point. No, it's too early, but yeah. you know, they got, but, but people go, people, people will go, people, people, people will pay, pay the, the crazy money. prices. People will go in the <laughs> costumes and you know, yeah. Yep. It's, it's going to be nuts. I mean, we're, I'm finding that it's, it's interesting because people were booked. And so some people are, were excited about, oh, yay, I'm going to get to see it. And some people are like, oh, can we move my trip? Mm-hmm. You know? So it just, it's just going to depend. And it's not about the Star Wars itself. It's about the crowds for me, um, which it's going to bring an insane amount of people because it's the Star Wars community is enormous and people are going to be going nuts for it. So, yeah, it's yep. the, it's the rising tide floats all boats kind of thing. Like, <laughs> yeah, yes, the bulk of the crowds are going to be at Hollywood studios, but crowds throughout Walt Disney world are going to increase because, especially because people aren't going to, you're, if you plan a whole trip to Walt Disney world, you're not just going to do galaxy's edge. You're going to do that for one day or two days. And then the other days you're going to go to the park. So, yeah, because like you said, then we have all the people like me coming in for food and wine festival. And then there's people that this is when they can get off of work. And then somebody's going to come for the Halloween party. And it's going to be crazy. Mm-hmm. Crazy. Yep. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that's about all the news. Any, anything else anybody want to add? I don't we think get, so. Do we get every bit of news? <laughs> Probably not, but close enough. Did we, we, talk, we talked about the price increases, right? I've now Oh, we did not. Oh, no, we did not. Increases. Okay. Oh, so let's do that. We forgot about the price increases. Surprise! We woke up this morning <laughs> and Walt Disney World has increased ticket prices. Because, you know, they announced Star Wars, so now it has to be more expensive to go. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. So not even four days after they announced the opening dates for Star Wars, they announced how they're going to pay for Star Wars. <laughs> it's pretty much what it is. But mm-hmm. so yeah. it's uh, there's a few different things going on, but... Base prices, not all tickets increased. So it depends on when you are traveling. For the most part, it appears so far that um, value timeframes, which there's very few of those left, frankly, um, stayed pretty much the same. So the cheapest one-day tickets are still $109. So that's a single-day base ticket um, during value season. So that remains unchanged. 
However, if you're going, say, Christmas week between December 25th and December 31st, what used to be $129 for a single day base ticket is now $159. $160 for one day at one park? Precisely. Yeah. Shut wow. your mouth. That's yeah. awful. That is a 23% price increase. So it is a massive price increase. Um, Easter, wow. Memorial Day, and like the weeks leading up to Christmas are now $139 for a single day ticket. So that's these are, it. Yeah. absolutely insane. Well, yeah. guys, if anybody's listening, Disneyland has not announced a price increase yet. You can almost guarantee Set that that's coming in the next day or two. <laughs> yeah. So go ahead and book your vacation now. Get the <laughs> lock in the prices. Yep. Um, park wow. Hopper upgrades now uh, went up $5. So Park Hopper is now $5 more than it used to be. Park Hopper Plus did not change. So oh. Park Hopper Plus, which includes water parks, is an even better value than it used to be. Um and then the water park annual pass went up from 130 to 139, so that's an increase. Other annual passes, as far as we know, have not increased at this time. Um, yes. Yet again, <laughs> set your watch. Clock is ticking. It's usually what, like August, when they raise their prices. So yeah. oh, they're not going to wait that long. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, they're, because they're going to want to re- increase it before Star Wars opens. Yeah. So. That'll get done before then. Uh, and then parking. They also changed the pricing for the preferred parking. So during regular season, preferred parking is $45. And then peak season, preferred parking is $50. So this is, <laughs> but this actually isn't a price increase because before this, preferred parking across the board was $50. So they actually lowered the price of preferred parking during value and regular season. Huh. So. There's some good news. I've never done the preferred parking, but me either. And no. we always, we always stay on property to park. I mean, well, it is, it, it is no, but not at the theme parks. Yeah. Um, so I, but I've never, I don't think I would ever do the preferred parking. It just doesn't occur to me. I can get on the tram if I don't want to walk anymore. So stay tuned for further yeah. price increases because they're coming people. They're Gosh. all coming. Everything's going to go up. Food's going to go. Everything's going up. The, I Guarantee you, over the coming months before Star Wars opens, we're going to see increases across the board. Yeah. Yeah. Don't wait to book your vacation. Just do (laughs) it now and save yourself a couple hundred dollars. Yeah. Yeah. For real. And availability is going to get pretty limited. Mm -hmm. I mean, usually the fall is a lot harder to get than it has been in the past. But with this, I think it's... it's going to change things quite a bit. So just beware. Go ahead and get it booked if you're not booked already. If you're going to go. If you're not going to go, then don't worry about it. Wait till June for 2020 pricing to come out. Mm -hmm. Um, All right. So for our um, Patreon extra this week, um, I just had an idea. And I think we're going to talk about what if Disney is going to continue to make partnerships. I guess they technically own Star Wars now. But, you know, with Avatar and Star Wars, who we would like to see that's not Disney to for them to have a partnership with. So that's that's a good one. So thanks for listening. Um, If you'd like to hear that Patreon extra, you can support us on Patreon. And um, we have different tiers. You get different perks for listening, uh, for subscribing, such as getting to listen to us for about five to ten more minutes, talk about this this sort of thing. And we send bonus content um, and emails as well, depending on the tier you subscribe at. And you can find us at uh, patreon.com slash Disney Park Princess. 
or follow us on Facebook or Instagram. Um, you can just search for Disney Park Princess and read our blog. It's just DisneyParkPrincess.com. We've got some really great things going on. Uh, Sarah's been talking about the uh, Disney Cruise Line and just what to expect, how to the whole thing from start to finish, uh, how to book it and how to choose a cruise, and then all the way up to going on the actual cruise itself. And we've been talking about theme parks a lot. So um, thanks for listening, and we will talk to you guys next week.